Good morning. Today is Wednesday, October the 25th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. And today we continue to study lesson number four. The reading for today is called Abraham's Mission. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for everything that you do for us. All the blessings you constantly give us for your love and your care, for the guidance that you give us day by day. This morning, as we're about to study this Bible study guide, we ask you to please send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We begin the reading for today with a question, and the question is this. What was the result of Abraham's spirit of hospitality, love, and prayer? And so we're supposed to read Genesis 19, 1-29. Once again, the question is, what was the result of Abraham's spirit of hospitality, love, and prayer? Let's read the text, 19, 1-29. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made for them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us, that we may know them. Lot went out to the man at the entrance, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you. And do to them as you please, only do nothing to these men, for they have not for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, Stand back. And they said, This fellow came to sojourn, and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot, and drew near to break the door down. But the men reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house, and then and brought Lot into the house with them, and shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out groping for the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in the city? Bring them out of the place. Of the place, for we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be jesting. As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Take up, up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. And as they brought them out, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away. And Lot said to them, Oh no, my lords, behold, your servant has found 
favor in your sight, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me, and I die. Behold, this city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape to it. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved, he said to them. Behold, I grant you this favor also, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing till you arrive there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar, and the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities, and all the valley, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind, but Lot's wife behind him looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and towards the land of the valley. And he looked, and behold, the smoke of the land went up like smoke of a furnace. So it was that when God destroyed the cities of the valley, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. So what was the result of Abraham's spirit of hospitality, love, and prayer? So Abraham, we studied this yesterday, he had a spirit of hospitality as, as God, he didn't know it was God, but as God came to visit him. And as a consequence, uh, two angels went to rescue Lot. They forced, in a sense, Lot out of the city, saving Lot's life and allowing him to be in a small city and not allowing that small city to suffer the consequences that God was giving on Sodom and Gomorrah. And so because of Abraham's spirit of hospitality, Lot was saved. The text gives an interesting indication about the position of Lot in the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. This means he was an important character in the city, certainly a public officer, because sitting in the gate is a privilege of officers, judges, and kings. Sitting in the gate is a privilege of officers, judges, and kings. Genesis 19 almost parallels chapter 18 and the story of the angels with Abraham. Abraham and Lot were each sitting at the entrance or gate. Abraham and Lot each invited strangers to rest in their abode. Abraham and Lot each prepared food for their visitors. Where Whatever else his faults, Lot had some good characteristics, it seems. Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. So he overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the city, and what grew on the ground. We don't know how many people were living in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah at this time of, his, of this account. But among these thousands of people, only four left the city. And only three were saved. The same with the Genesis flood. We don't know how many were alive then, but we know that most were not saved. The small number of residents of Sodom who were saved has implications for our own mission. Not everyone will be saved. We would like everyone to accept Jesus and his plan of salvation, but each person has free will. Our task is to invite as many people as possible to make the choice for Jesus. While we are carrying out his while we are carrying out our mission, God assists us through the Holy Spirit, but he will never go against the will of anyone. Free will means that in the end, no matter what we do, no matter how much we pray, salvation comes down to each individual's choice. 
Now we have a question at the end of the reading. And here's the question. How can we learn not to be discouraged if we are seeing the kind of results that we want? Sorry, if we are not seeing the kinds of results that we want when we do mission. Once again, how can we learn not to be discouraged if we are not seeing the kind of results that we want when we do mission? And you know, let me tell you what has worked for me. And so it used to be that I would go out and do mission. I would go out and and uh, and and share God's word with other people. Uh, started doing this when I was a a young child, and it was discouraging to hear the no's. It was discouraging to hear the no's and no and no and no. And then finally one says yes, and then no and no and no and no and no. And then again, finally one says yes, and and that type of thing was was discouraging. I was not getting the results that I wanted to get. And so, uh, what, what changed? Well, the results didn't change. I still don't get the results that I would like to get. But what has changed? I have realized something, and this has really helped me a lot. This is not my, uh, my uh, mission to convert people. My mission is to go and spread the news. My mission is to go plant the seed, is to tell others about Jesus. The conversion of the heart, that's not my job. That's not my responsibility. That's God's responsibility. And he will never force anyone. If he could force people or if he would force people, then yes, a lot of the people that I spoke with or I speak with would uh, decide to follow Jesus and maybe, maybe every single one of them. But God doesn't do that. God gives us the power of choice. And so I have realized that my job is not to convert people. My job is to tell them about Jesus. And as long as I do that, I have done my responsibility. There's a verse in the Bible that says, for the watchman, if the watchman is in a tower and an enemy comes and he doesn't warn the people, then their blood is on his head. But if he warns the people, then he has freed himself of the responsibility of their blood being on his head. And now their blood is on their head. And so, that's our responsibility. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. Our responsibility is to warn. Our responsibility is to spread the news of Jesus. Our responsibility is to plant the seed. Our responsibility is to spread God's word. That's it. Sometimes people will accept. Sometimes people will say no. Uh, sometimes they'll say no and accept later. But... Our responsibility doesn't deal with the heart. Our responsibility is just spreading the news of Jesus. That's our responsibility. And that's how I keep myself from being discouraged because I have done my job if I have spread the news. That's it. That's my responsibility. And yes, I'm sad. I'm sad when people don't accept God. I'm sad when people decide to die in their sins instead of having Jesus forgive them. I'm sad, but it's not my responsibility. I can't be discouraged for something I have no control over. And so I realize I don't have control. I'm not responsible for this. I have control over me in some sense, in the sense of saying yes to Jesus and saying, yes, I'm going to go do what you asked me to do. And I can say that to him. And then I do what he asked me to do. I go spread the word, tell others about Jesus, and then... I leave the rest in God's hands. And some will say yes and some will say no. 
and it's sad, but I don't let that discourage me because I have done my job. My conscience is clean because I have done my job. Let us pray. A loving Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you to help us, each and every one of us, to do our responsibility, to fulfill our responsibility. Share Jesus with others. And then, leave the rest in your hand. You're the one responsible after this. You're the one that converts hearts. You're the one that touches people's hearts. All we do is spread your news. Tell others about you. And help us to do that. I ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us. Protect us from any harm and keep us close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning. We continue this Bible study, God's mission, my mission. Thank you once again, and God bless you.